Hello, everyone. I'm Steve the Limey. And I'm Blake the Yank. And together we are the, the Limey and the Yank. Yank. A rock talk podcast that takes on the great debate. From the UK to the USA, who really knows how to rock? We're here to battle on who's got the best musical talent, which of course is England. From the Beatles to Def Leppard to Oasis and Adele. Debatable. From Boston to Chicago to Kansas to LA Guns. We've got it all. Let the battle begin. Hello and welcome back, folks. Glad you're back with us. <laughs> Boy, have I got some great stuff again. I'm going to wipe the floor again, but that's okay. You, you can help him. Most of our viewers are English anyway, because, you know, they know what, they know what's <laughs> But anyway, I just want to say thank you so much. That is wonderful. And I know I've already said that. So, movies. The music that makes the movies. And I am going to let this man take over from me because he wants to go first because he realized how many wonderful movies I've got from England and once again how much great talent but I know I talk too much but I have to because you're American and if I don't go ahead Blake, go ahead <laughs> okay so the idea is we're talking about movies that were made better by the music that was in them and the music that you you hear the song and you remember the movie. So my example I'm going to kick off with, even though I'm not a tremendous Tom Cruise fan, I have to say that most people know exactly what I'm about to say when I tell you Tom Cruise, risky business, old time rock and roll, Bob Seger. So here's the thing is that maybe it's just an American suburbanite kid thing, but every kid, mom and dad goes away, you crank up the tunes and you dance around the house in your underwear like an idiot and you sing. So yeah, the whole thing with, um, if you remember this scene from Risky Business where he's just running around the house doing a whole song and dance number to old time rock and roll, just about any time I hear that song, that's all I can think of is Tom Cruise running around in his underwear, sliding on the floor in his socks. Sing right. along. Okay, okay, you're talking too much again. They wanted to hear the music like five minutes ago. Okay, old time rock and roll. You know, I saw Bob Seger a couple of years. Really? At the Ice Palace in Florida. Oh, cool. If you've never seen him, I'm telling you guys, it's one of the best, most awesome concerts I've ever seen in my life. He's an amazing this, performer. What a dude, man. And he's got no thrills. He comes on with any t-shirt he wants to wear, sneakers, jeans. He's got his, not the gourmet glasses on, but who cares because he is awesome. And when he came on, he rocked the palace down. One of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life. And you know what, I've Steve? I don't think his fans would have it any other way. I don't think they'd want him to come out glammed up or doing big laser light shows. They want his music and his voice and just his raw talent. Oh, it's cool. Main Street, when I listen to Main Street, down on Main Street, I'm not even from those neck of the woods, but it puts me on Main Street, America. I'm walking past that cowboy bar, looking into them playing pool and all that stuff. Yeah. And anyway, this is it. Go on, what's your song? Tell them, introduce his song. Old time. Well, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do a little bit of a clip from old time rock and roll, Bob Seger. I hope you enjoy it. No, you can't introduce it more than that. It's a right. 
This is the old Bob Seger. Old time of rock and roll. I think you're more English. You've been hanging around me. Just All right, take those old records off the shelf. Yeah. I sit and listen to them by myself. <laughs> the same music ain't, ain't, ain't. Mm. Does not quite have the same degree of soul. I'm just saying, mate, a little bit more excitement. <laughs> it's a real rock and roll song. So show me what you got, Wolfman. Uh, I'm not doing the Wolfman, Jack. No way! I don't have the voice for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's play just a little bit of this. It's from Risky Business, Tom Cruise, rocking out to Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger. Yeah, awesome. Austin Powers, baby. That's who I'm bringing in. Oh, it's like the yes. pick. I love all three movies. You have to admit, they're all fantastic. But you know what? I have to say, The in International Man of Mystery, the first one's always the best one, you know? I agree. And, I did um, love the first one. I'm wearing the Stones t-shirt because he did I Miss You Too, Austin in it, believe it or not. Um, huh. I didn't know that. But I have to admit, my favourite movie austin powers is the spy who can we say shag uh, you tell me because it can be a shag rogue or something it's yeah baby and we do have a parental rating so okay. <laughs> yeah baby awesome. yeah which was heather graham i love that and you know what i'm going to take a break and i'm going to steal it from you the guess who <laughs> american woman when she when he breaks in and he goes through that disco and all right, you gotta admit guys. When she slides yes. down that pole and we start dancing, and it's so friggin' hilarious, man. I mean, the line in the movie would be like, How'd you get in those tights, baby? <laughs> no, what was it? I'll cut that bit out. Hey, but for that movie, wasn't also Lenny Kravitz doing a cover of American Woman? On the soundtrack? Maybe he was. Maybe they put it, it in the It was pretty beginning. cool. Because, I, I mean, yeah, I love the Guess Who, but I also yeah. think Lenny Kravitz did a pretty good job covering that song. Oh, yeah. Because I remember that played a lot when that came out. favorite part of the movie uh -huh. is when she slides down the pole in the hot pants and they've got American woman on and he starts doing, you know how he does. <laughs> I'm trying, I don't have to look but I'm trying. And he comes and he goes, how'd you get in those pants, baby? And she says, you can start by buying me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks, but you can look at it as two meanings, okay? I'm not going to tell you which way we're looking at it. But anyway, enough about that. 
Let's wait, wait. The, let's I do want to. I want to add something for you. Go ahead. Another moment out of the Austin Powers movie, and I think this is perfect for the theme of our podcast here. Is okay. So he goes into the restroom, and Tom Arnold is the big Texan, and he looks down at Austin. He says, "You in the show?" And Austin's like, "I'm I'm English," and he just looks at him for a moment and says, "I'm sorry." <laughs> That is, that is one of the best. I have to apologize for being English all the time. You know why? All you English wonderful listeners out there, that's what I carry. I carry. Look at that. I invite everybody to buy a copy. All you English in American, we speak the same language. There's about 500 frigging words that, I mean... Let's do an example. Yeah, for right. those of you who can't see, the, the cover says it's the English to American, American to English dictionary, which probably probably would have helped me not say or or know to say serviettes instead of silver. That probably would have helped Cause me. Because we say things properly, not like you guys. All right, just for an you know what we should do for each show? Just to help Americans out, because you guys need help, you know, <laughs> translating the English. Uh-huh. Because we have all different dialects, oh, but we all have different words. Okay, so from <laughs> now on, I think we should pick the word of the month out of the, the two words that we can help people be able to communicate. Okay. Even though we speak the same language, sometimes we can There's like 500 in there, so right, I know we're going to get a lot of podcast episodes. All right, Air. All right. Let's go with Ariel. Ariel. The Little Mermaid. <laughs> it's an antenna we call it an antenna we call it the aerial why does it fly i know over here it's like a dishwashing liquid isn't that hilarious but that's just one of wait, the wait, words no, the antenna is the aerial but the aerial doesn't fly it's just a thing that's hanging on your roof all right, barrette is a hair slide. See, we have nicer words than you guys, you know? But that's the other thing. How much of our audience knows what an is? When you get a bill, is? it's a banknote, but it's a bill from the bank saying it's a banknote. But that means you, you own a bill. But there's all kinds of great stuff, man. I mean, look at this. A bill is a banknote. All right. Sweets. Sweets are candy. Do you want some sweets? Right? I thought they were the guys that did ballroom blitz. <laughs> I love them. Brian Connolly was great, and he had the best hair in the world because he used to blow dry and bring it under <laughs> with those bangs, and the women loved them. And the man in the back said, everyone attack, and would you like some candy, please? She's the passionate one. Oh, yeah, it's like lightning. Everybody was fighting, and the music was soothing, and they all Yeah. <laughs> all right. So those are the two words, all right? Candy sweets. Sweets for my sweet. Sugar for my... I know there you go. I got, you know, I, I love that song. That got stuck in my head after I put that in our podcast and I was putting the sample in. The rest of the day, all I could think was sweet. You know why? Because the English stuff is memorable. <sighs> you know? More me- all right. We're going off the... You know what? We're going to carry on. Okay. Austin Powers, so American we, Woman. All right, we played a bit of that, but that's not the one. But you heard, 
Miss you. I'm going to come back with my next. Let's see what he can bring up. All right, what's your next movie? <laughs> what are the songs that made the American movies with American artists? No English, remember that. Oh, I know, I know. Okay. I'm going I'm to go back again uh, to the fact that I'm a child of the 80s. And I'm going to bring up this one song that I still hear it played even today, all the time on the 80s stations. And that would be the song Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News. From the movie Back to the Future. Yeah, one of my all-time favorite movies. Everybody loves that world. song. It's, it's one of their best. And oh. the, the funny thing about it, though, is, is if you think about that little double meaning, because if you know the movie with the power of love, and you have, he's traveled back in time, he has to fix the love relationship with his parents, and at the same time, you have 1.21 gigawatts of power. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a little pun, but I still just love the song. I think it's charming and fun, and it's different. It doesn't sound like your typical 80s pop. It doesn't sound like straight-ahead rock and roll. But it's a fun song to listen to. And the, the power of love. I mean, that's... And we're, we're all about love, peace, joy, understanding, and having a great time with music, you know? And to me, that song is a symbol of yeah. America. You know what I mean? And it, it's the power of love. And that was great. He played the nerd, right? Yes. Well, said, yes. You're just too darn loud. <laughs> yeah, in case you didn't know, Huey Lewis, not only is Huey Lewis in the movie in a cameo where Marty McFly's band is auditioning to play the school dance and they lose the audition because he's jamming out Van Halen style. And Huey Lewis is the nerd that stands up at the megaphone and says, I'm sorry, guys. I'm afraid you're just too loud. But the other funny thing about it is that Huey Lewis was was kind of helping Michael J. Fox learn how to play rock guitar on the set of the movie so he could do that kind of stuff. And for those of you who maybe don't remember the 80s, maybe you do, there was also a brief period where he did a little bit more music because Michael J. Fox, after Back to the Future, went on to do the movie Light of Day with Joan Jett. I forgot about that one. I love yeah. Joni Jett, too. Yeah, although she's, that was more of a rock like, Yeah. You love Joni Jett? I think she's awesome. Oh, she was really neat. I actually saw her open for Aerosmith. And it Get was... out of here. I didn't know that. Yeah. She um, was the opener. Mm -hmm. And Aerosmith, one of... I shouldn't get too excited about American bands. I'm sorry. Oh, Aerosmith. You're allowed. The, 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 those uh, Rolling Stones wannabes from America. They're not quite that. Those Bostonian American rockers. Bostonians. Thank you. Sounds like a disease, like a Mancunian. Well, the downside is with the Aerosmith tour, it was, I think it was Pump, the Pump tour that she opened for them. And I had like high up seats in the arena. So the, she's she's so neat, but at the same time, she's so small from that perspective that if you if you didn't stare really close, she'd just disappear. I mean, wow. She's just real skinny. But she's got black hair and leather. As, as yes. you say in London, leather. Leather. Not leather. Is, leather. is that in here? Did they get pronunciation? <laughs> leather. I'm sorry to interrupt. Please carry oh, on. Leather. All right, I'm going to pick them. All right. All right, so, so picking back up, we just did Power of Love, and now... It's the Limey's turn. I don't think he can top Huey Lewis because you know. I don't want to show. Okay. <laughs> hey. Actually, I'm I'm coming back now, folks, with my second pick. One of my all-time favorite movies about rock and roll. You never heard of it? It's called Stardust, and it was made in the seventies over in England, and it was David Essex. We all know David Essex in England incredible talent still going too after all these years and he did this movie about the rise and fall 
of a rock and roll star. And huh. another star in the 60s that was an answer over there was Adam Faith. Um, and he had no, numerous, you know why the shadows weren't that big over here, you had your, and he was like one of the top rock and rollers in the 60s. Really? He did, yeah, yeah, he did, um, and the manager, the ruthless manager, actually, that took over, because it was one of those classic rock films, uh, some of it was filmed in Manchester in a place called Bellevue, um, in the... And the Bellevue is not where you lock people up and you yeah. shave their eyebrows. I wasn't going to say anything. Pittsburgh's got, over here, like the industrial cities had like playgrounds for people in the city when I was growing up. So you had an amusement park, you had concert venues, and that's where they filmed it in this concert hall in this amusement park, uh, one of the settings. And he had this little caravan. And he started this little group and this, and uh, Adam Faith was the manager and you were nobody. And it's so connected to almost like the Beatles type because mm -hmm. you're playing a place called The Cavern at lunchtime to build up and he's promoting them and he takes them to these DJ parties and all the wheelings and dealings just to get them out there on radio. It is a fantastic, but it's a sad story in the end because it's the rise and fall. And unfortunately in rock and roll, it happens way too much. Yeah. But, um, so is, is the manager the bad guy? Do you have a bad no, guy in the film? Um, or is it Adam Faith was the guy that made them who they were. When they got bigger and they hit the States, that's when Larry Hagman took over the group. They oh. didn't know anything about and they were in the big time. Okay. So that's that's where it was. But anyway, if you haven't seen the movie, folks, it is an amazing, and you haven't seen it, you need to pull it up. So it's called uh, Stardust, David Essex, Adam Faith, and Larry Hagman. And actually, Larry Hagman's character was the JR character. And I think some producer <laughs> must have seen him in this movie and went, this guy, and he was, Brilliant. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. So it was Stardust in the 70s then? Is that it was in the 70s, okay, yeah. So yeah. That would, that would and, be about right. Yeah, and the song that uh, David Essex only had a hit with over here was uh, Rock On. You know, I've always got to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, my hey, did You know, that one. But he had numerous hits. So I'm not going to play that one because you all know that one. No, but what, what are you going to play? play is, I'm going to play. Okay, am I talking too much again? No, I'm only kidding. He wants to get his bit. And you see, like, Americans then... Hey, let's get sitting, to the point. I'm not here... I'm sitting here for five minutes waiting for the... I'm not used to this. I'm used to talking all the time. I'm being polite. I'm saying, what are you going to play? Because I don't know anything about this. Let's let's share this with the audience and with me, because I'm... Ooh, you're always polite. Tell me about the Stardust thing. Okay. I'm going to play Gonna Make You a Star. You yeah. haven't heard it, but it's no. a fantastic song. And it's a prelude to... This manager saying, I'm going to make you a star. Okay. Great movie, great music. Cheers. It's so strange the way you're talking. It's a disgrace. Well, I know I've been out of style. I'm gone.
good, man. Cool. So I'll play that one. And I'm going on my third one. You've got your third and yeah, so final it's, one. What's it's my got? turn. Here we go. Okay, so I, I don't know. I, I had this thought when we did the episode on Nielsen, and I don't want to be redundant because we've already talked about this song, but I really feel like it's important to bring this up because you know that song, Everybody's Talking by Harry Nielsen? It was used in Forrest Gump, and it was kind of like the anthem. It's on the soundtrack, and I think I mentioned that in our podcast. But here's the fun thing about it. If you haven't seen the film Forrest Gump, it really is kind of a feel-good, warm, and a little bit sad American film by Robert Zemeckis. Also did Back to the Future. Yes. So there's your tie-in. Yeah. But the idea behind it is that Forrest is slower than most folks. He's kind of mentally not quite up to speed. And he's sitting on a park bench and he's reminiscing about his life. And the charming part of it is that as he tells these little stories, he just happens to be in these major historical events in American history just as a guy in the sidelines. And it was charming, but at the same time, the fact that he's sitting on the park bench reminiscing about his life, he's not really all that in tune with the real world because he's a little bit slower than everybody else. So now think about those lyrics at the beginning of Everybody's Talking, and you realize why this was a brilliant song for this movie. It almost sums it up because it says, Everybody's talking at me. I don't understand a word they're saying, only the echoes of my mind. And that's what he does. He sits there and he goes back through time and reminisces about himself. And it's a beautiful song. So we'll go ahead and play a little bit of it again. I apologize if I over Nielsen everybody, but it is kind of a lovely song. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind People stopping staring I can't see their faces Only the shadows of their eyes I think that's brilliant, mate. I think it just like, it just finalizes everything in that movie. This is who I am and this is what it's all about. I don't know, it's pretty great, buddy. I cool. love this song too. You can play it a thousand times. Awesome, man. Awesome. I love that. That was great. <laughs> Take. Good. All right, so it's your turn. I know. All right. You may not be able to top this. With Quadrophenia. Ooh. He just said, I may not be able to top this. Forrest Gump. Run, Forrest. I love Bubba Gump's rap now. But just like you said, the director is just so brilliant at putting in that fantastic music that you wouldn't remember the movie, or I wouldn't so much. I remember the songs just as much as I do the movies that I'm in. Even in the exactly. classic ones. That song's part of the film. It really stands out, just like Power of Love and Back to the Future and, of course, old-time rock and roll. If you don't remember anything else from Risky Business, you remember old-time rock and roll because that scene was pivotal. But it's like editing, right? If you don't have the right music, like Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the best, funniest, great <laughs> movies, but what made it even more special was... The music, it was yes. friggin' perfect for it, for the characters and everything. But anyway, we're going off the track. You know why he's doing that? Because I've got the map daddy of the own, baby, as he's saying, where are you from? Anyway, you know where he's from. 
But I'm going to be a bit more polite. Roundabouts, easier parts. I'd like to say quadrophenia. But who is still going? Actually, a client went to see them just recently in uh, Vegas. And if they're out there and you go and see them, they are still rock. I'm telling you, she, <laughs> the, my my lady that was telling me about them, she said it's one of the fantastic. The sound was incredible. Roger Daltrey can still bang it out. And of course, my man, Pete. I they don't, don't know if he can jump all out. Do, do they still crank it up insanely loud and smash their instruments at the end? I'm hoping they're they're a little beyond. They probably have somebody else smash them for them now. <laughs> <laughs> at my hip, I can't really get to that and yeah, swing that. Can to... you swing that for me and smash it against the amplifier? <laughs> all right, thanks. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. So um, I picked Quadrophenia. <laughs> yeah. The Mods and Rockers, one of the best rock and roll movies. I put it up there with Grease, Dirty Dancing, all the classics. But American see, movies! Okay. He ranks it with American films. But I say I put it up there, but not up over. There. Oh, oh, nice. Okay. Still on the this mods, side of the pond, but the mods almost Dirty Dancing. And Rockers. Guns and Roses are Rockers, even though I watched I've the, heard of The them. cultural difference when I was a little boy after coming back from the States, I was only half a mod because I was like very young, but I tried to be a mod. Does that make you a mo? Half a mod? <laughs> <laughs> That's only if you got the mo cut, exactly. all right? That's so fine. anyway, we're going, <laughs> stop throwing me off, all right? Okay, so it's about the mods and rockers. Little Jimmy is trying to find his identity and it's all about social issues and finding yourself. And it's kind of weird because you still have to have a uniform to be someone different. The mod's uniform was Levi jeans, straight. Can I say shit stoppers? Because you have to shrink them. If that's what you want to. But. Uh, poopy stoppers, because you have to be really tight. And brogues and Ben Sherman shirts. And they wore Levi jackets and they danced to R&B music. The rockers... They grew up, and I love all that stuff too, but you can't say that when you're a mod because it's like being soccer fans, red, you're either red or a blue. But anyway, the Rockers, Eddie Cochran, Elvis, all that stuff, uh, greasy leather jackets and motorbikes. The that mods, almost sounds like Shanana. Stop it, I'm talking. Sorry. See, you throw me off now. Um, what do you call Lambrettas? Lambrettas, you had the mirrors and all that. But I'm going to play some of the music. Now, Sting was the king of the mods in Quadrophenia. Seriously? My hero. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I, yeah. I got to admit, I like the guy. Yeah, yeah. But it was all about the battles in Brighton where they were fighting over who the cultural violence. But you don't remember all that. We're quite violent, you know, in England. When we have to be. But we only do it when we have to be. But anyway, the mods and the rockers, that's my claim. I think this is the Who's anthem. Tommy was absolutely incredible. But Quadrophenia made a statement of all those kids growing up in England and what they were looking for and who they wanted to be. The music, absolutely incredible. Sam Cooke, you know, all the R&B. And I, I mean, I just love it. But the music that The Who put into this is like Bellboy. Actually, let's hear a little sample of Bellboy. Yeah, well, let's, let's go ahead. It was, yeah. it was, actually, this was the downfall of Jimmy because his hero was a Bellboy, Sting. And he thought he was 
and he had to take all this crap from people and he saw him running up and down and he was on his down and outs but you see the downfall was just like with a lot of people over here now was the drugs A lot of the mugs got into the, um, you know, the pills that give you energy and stuff. I never got into that, thank goodness. No, that yeah. they would stay up all night and all that and get depression and all that. And he had a, a little bit of a mental problem anyway um, in his life. Schizo Fenia running his family so it led him to the dark side but my point is when he found out that the he was disillusioned by the mods he was nobody in society and that's just like David Essex I do a lot of things on demises but it's music and demise that's that's what you want right mm -hmm. people's misery that's the news that's said. but anyway um, I'm going to play for you the real me, which means the real me is who I am, where I am, and where I'm going. That's what I got from the movie. And when you see the opening of the movie, we're just listening to this, folks. You'll understand what yeah, I'm let's saying. Let's give them a little bit. The last song I want to play, which is probably the best. You've got nothing else. You finished, right? Well, no, we were going to do three. I thought you did your three. I did my three. You did your three. All right. Well, I'm finishing off my last song, but I'm saying you finish. You don't have anything else to offer. All right. And I'm finishing off mine. I could go on. <laughs> is that a challenge? No, I mean in this program. Actually, I got a question for you. I mean so, in this program. I haven't seen Quadrophenia, but I've seen Tommy. So Quadrophenia, Tommy. Is Quadrophenia weirder than Tommy? And I'm thinking like the pinball wizard scene, or is it more pedestrian and more about slice of life? More about slice of life. And so pedestrian. this is like the mod movie. Yeah, yeah. Because huh. what my last song was... Uh, gonna say is when he's completely wants to end his life he's on the train he's totally disillusioned he's full of pet pills and he's going to Brighton back where everything was wonderful for him and uh, the 515 which is called the 515 because of the train that he mm. got on and the train ride was his destination but this is, uh, listen to the 515, it's, it's an awesome song. But anyway, once again, if you haven't seen the movie, you haven't heard the soundtrack of Quadrophenia, for the Limey, it's one of my number one picks, folks. It's incredible.
and once again we've run out of time we have we have but i thought i could go on and they probably said Shh, i'll go bleep yep we're always looking and we love your comments and we love hearing from you and for all our listeners out there you are wonderful and we won't be doing this if it wasn't for you yep. so thank you so much for i feel like we're a success yeah, but you're well, awesome. Thanks, everybody. And with, without your comments and without your feedback and let us know what you want us to play and what you want us to show and what you want us to do. There you I go. I don't know what you want him to do, but I'll do anything you want me to do within reason. God bless, folks. Hey, kids, time to go for now. We are all about the listeners and what you want, and we know what you want. British music. Because we are the best. Don't listen to that mad mank. We invented rock. We make it all better. Please join us next time for more exciting music, trivia, and fun. On the, the Liney and, and the Yank, Yank Podcast. Podcast.